Welcome to the Liquid Church Podcast, a place where you can hear the timeless truth of God's Word in a way that's culturally relevant and cutting edge. Today, you're tuning in for our annual vision message. Learn about our plans for 2021 and God's vision for our church. It's our hope this message will help you discover how God's story relates to your own and that you'll leave feeling encouraged. Thanks for joining us today and enjoy the message. What's up, everybody? Welcome to Liquid. I hope you had a fabulous Thanksgiving. I'm Pastor Tim. I'm so glad you joined us for Vision Weekend. I mean, 2020 has been one heck of a year, hasn't it? Think about it. Global pandemic, racial turmoil, presidential politics, economic uncertainty. I don't know about you, but man, I'm ready for some fresh vision in 2021. Amen. Well, this year we're going to celebrate Christmas a little bit differently, and we are going to bless the socks off some folks who need our help the most. But before I share a vision, I want to update you on the progress of our Clean Water Cafe at Liquid. If you remember last year, God gave us a vision to transform our Sunday coffee spot in Parsippany into a fully operational Monday through Friday coffee house staffed by adults with special needs. It is a not-for-profit that makes a social profit. The proceeds are going to help bring safe, clean drinking water to thirsty children in the poorest parts of Africa. That's our, our global cause as a church. We have a passion. We want to see every person on the planet have access to clean drinking water. But our Clean Water Cafe is married to our other passion as a church. That's helping friends with special needs like Robbie Brooks. Liquid is blessed to have all sorts of folks who are differently abled from Down syndrome to autism. And we love making room at the table for new friends. So the cafe is going to be staffed by extraordinary people like Robbie, who will whip up your lattes and serve you coffee with a smile. Well, our goal was to open the cafe in 2020, but of course, uh uh-uh, COVID. (laughs) Everything in the world was put on pause. And obviously opening a new cafe in the middle of a pandemic is not exactly a winning strategy. But we're also concerned for future staff who have special needs because many of them have underlying health issues. But can I just say I am so proud of our team. The good news is in spite of the pandemic, we have made a ton of progress on the cafe and we're hoping to launch it in 2021 as soon as we're past the coronavirus. You want to see a sneak peek? Take a look at our architectural renderings. I am so proud of our design team. Isn't it amazing? They use this delay to put some extra special sparkle and creativity into the cafe. I can't wait for you guys to see it when it opens. It's going to look absolutely beautiful. Our permit applications are in, and we actually hope to start construction soon. In fact, the cafe may even be complete before we reopen all of our campuses. So I want to thank each of you. You guys caught the vision and the heart behind this cafe. And you gave generously last December. All told, you gave $950,000 to our Christmas offering. Praise God for that. Last year's incredible. Now, I want you to know, we earmarked that money. We set it aside to complete the cafe. So we're in great shape for 2021. And I'm so proud of Pastor Susie and our cafe team. Can we actually hear it for them? We are proud of you guys. They have made great strides in the midst of a pandemic. But this Christmas um, is going to look a little bit different. For instance, we're not going to be packing one million meals like we usually do. We can't gather everybody in a big old room because of COVID. But instead, we're going to attempt something as a church that I believe is close to the heart of Jesus. In January, we're going to be sending out thousands of envelopes that look like this. And I want you to imagine you get one in the mail. You get a red envelope and you think, what is this, a leftover Christmas card? Because it's going to arrive in January. And you're like, why am I getting a red envelope? Did somebody mail this late? And you open it up. And you pull out a letter and you open it up and you're like, of course, it's a bill. It has a list of actually all of your debts. And you're like, great, another bill collector running me down to start the year. 
But then you look at it more closely and you see it's stamped with three words. Your debt is paid in full. Can you imagine starting out January 2021, the new year, and you get a letter in the mail saying all your debt is paid in full. School loans wiped out. Mortgage gone. Credit cards wiped clean. How would you feel? <laughs> Pretty happy, right? You'd be thrilled like you got a new lease on life. Well, guys, as crazy as this sounds, something like this happened every 50 years in ancient Israel. It was called the Jubilee. Can you say that word? Jubilee. It's where we get our English word, jubilation. It's about joy. It's about happiness. It's my debts have been paid in full. I want to show you where this is in the Bible. And if you open your Bible to the Old Testament book of Leviticus, I want to show you something in chapter 25. Because there was a holiday, it's where we get the word holy day, called Jubilee. But this wasn't a one-day holiday like Thanksgiving or Christmas, you know, like one day and it's over. Jubilee lasted the entire year. And in the year of Jubilee, three things happened. All slaves were set free. All property was returned to the original owners. And catch this, all debts were canceled. They wiped the slate clean so people who were struggling got a fresh start. So if you owed money or you were a slave, your debt was automatically paid and you were set free and you had a new lease on life. That's the year of Jubilee and it happened every 50 years for the people of God. Let me teach you this from Leviticus. It's kind of cool. Here's the background of what you're about to read. After God leads the Israelites out of bondage into the promised land, he told them he wanted them to observe three Sabbaths. You know, a Sabbath where you kind of rest from your work and the first Sabbath we all know is part of the Ten Commandments. Remember the Sabbath, the seventh day of the week. Keep it holy. Why? Because you're made in the image of God. Well, what did God do? He worked six days and then he rested on the seventh. You got it? Check. But there wasn't just a Sabbath day. There was a Sabbath year. Here's what it says in Leviticus 25. It says, while Moses was on Mount Sinai, the Lord said to him, give the following instructions to the people of Israel. When you've entered the land that I'm giving you, the land itself must observe a Sabbath rest before the Lord every seventh year. For six years, you may plant your fields, prune your vineyards, harvest your crops. But during the seventh year, the land must have a Sabbath year of complete rest. It's the Lord's Sabbath. Don't plant your fields or prune your vineyards during that year. And don't store away the crops that grow on their own or gather the grapes from your unpruned vines. The land must have a year of complete rest, but you can eat whatever the land produces on its own during its Sabbath. So this is called the Sabbath year. In other words, the Israelites were mainly farmers and God said, here's the deal, guys, you can work your fields for six years straight, but on the seventh, let the land rest. It's a Sabbath year. You let the fields go fallow. Don't plant, don't reap, don't harvest anything. And people are probably like, well, how the heck are we going to eat? And God said, I want you to trust me to provide for the whole year. See, guys, the Sabbath is about trusting that God is at work even when you're not. And God said, I want you to acknowledge that everything you have comes from me. God's the owner. We just manage his assets. And the Sabbath declares we're dependent on him. Now, here's something interesting. This Sabbath year is where we get the concept of a sabbatical. Have you ever heard of that? If you know a college professor, every seven years, professors can sometimes take a year off, a sabbatical year, where they rest their minds, they, you know, research, read, they write a book. They recharge so they can come back and be even more fruitful when they return. 
That's the Sabbath year. It was a sabbatical. God said, let the land rest. Let the soil replenish all the nutrients so it can be even more fruitful the following year. Now notice, it's always about seven. Seven days, seven years. And in the Bible, seven is a pretty important number. Every seven days, take a Sabbath. Every seven years, sabbatical for the land. You tracking with me? Now get ready. I'm going to give you a little math quiz. I hate math, so I'm going to make it simple. You ready for math quiz? What is seven times seven? Everybody? 49. <laughs> and the year after that is 50. In other words, after seven cycles of seven Sabbath years comes the 50th year, which God named the Jubilee. It is a year when the whole world gets a fresh start. All slaves are set free. Property return debts canceled. Let's read this now. Verse 8 of Leviticus 25. It says, in addition, you must count off seven Sabbath years, adding up to 49 years in all. Then on the day of atonement in the 50th year, blow the ram's horn loud throughout the land. Set this year apart as holy. It's a time to proclaim freedom throughout the land for all who live there. It will be a what church? A jubilee year for you. When each of you may return to the land that belonged to your ancestors and return to your own clan. This 50th year will be a jubilee for you. And during that year, you must not plant your fields or store away any of the crops that grow on their own. And don't gather the grapes from their unpruned vines. It will be a jubilee year for you. And you must keep it holy. But you can eat whatever the land produces on its own. In the year of jubilee, each of you may return to the land that belonged to your ancestors. Now, quick show of hands. Anybody here going to turn 50 years old next year? Anybody? Come on. Anyone want to be honest? Is anybody here 50 years old? <laughs> okay, here's the deal. A 50th birthday, did you know, is known as your golden jubilee year. Now, can you imagine, most people are like, oh man, I don't want to turn 50. I wish I was 29 again. But can you imagine in America, when you turn 50, that you got a red envelope and inside wasn't a $50 bill. It wasn't a, you know, a gift card to Amazon. It was a simple note that said, all the debts you've accumulated in your life have been paid in full. And you're like, what? Yeah, your mortgage, paid in full. Your student loans, paid in full. Your medical bills, paid in full. My credit report, it's returned to pristine condition. Guys, that's what the biblical jubilee was. God declared the 50th year will be a jubilee for you. It was this culminating party to celebrate the end of seven cycles of seven Sabbath years. Sometimes seven equals 49. And on year 50, the Lord said, I want all debts canceled for my people, especially the poor ones. So if you had fallen into debt, right, they could seize your assets, your land, your property. They could sell you into slavery or debtor's prison. But in the year of Jubilee, God said, I want all slaves set free. Open the prisons, let them out. You're free, men and women. I want all property returned to its original owners. So let's say you had like a stupid uncle, you know, who gambled or something and ran up debt and lost the family home or property. Your family got it back. And finally, God said, I want all debts paid in full. Canceled. If you were in financial trouble, your slate was wiped clean. You understand why God called it a jubilee, right? How would you feel? You'd be like, woohoo, jubilation. You'd be over the moon. You'd be thrilled. And that's what the jubilee was. It was a celebration. It was a party because of God's generosity. And notice something. 
The year of Jubilee in the Old Testament, it foreshadows something in the new. What? How about the work of Jesus on the cross? Because when Jesus died on the cross, he canceled your debt of sin. He actually said, your sin has been paid in full. Amen? He releases us from slavery to sin. So when you put your faith in Christ, he's our jubilee. He actually cancels our debts, wipes the slate clean, and sets you free to live for God. See, guys, financial debt isn't the worst problem. We all have a spiritual debt to God, and Jesus is our jubilee. Now, here's something kind of cool. I was reading one commentary this week here on Leviticus 25, and the scholar noted that if Israel had carried out God's instructions for a jubilee in the Old Testament, they would have been the only nation without permanent poverty. It's not socialism. It's the opposite. It's called gracism. <laughs> it's this undeserved, lavish gift of God's love and grace and compassion. See, the Jubilee was God's way of snapping the cycle of generational poverty and giving families in need a second chance. Well, guys, I am pleased to announce that this Christmas, our vision as a church is to hold the first ever Jubilee for Jersey. <laughs> Can you say that? Jubilee for Jersey. A jubilee for families who've been hardest hit by COVID in 2020. Families like Marquise and Caitlin Sherry. Now the Sherry family is part of our Middlesex County campus. This is Marquise and Caitlin. They're three adorable kids. But 2020 was a tough year. It was a year of tremendous loss for them. The first Marquise lost his father to COVID-19 in the early days of the pandemic. And then at his father's funeral, his mother contracted COVID and she died. And in the middle of their heartache, Marquise and Caitlin were raising two toddlers with special needs and their finances were stretched. And then their baby Tobias was born and Caitlin ended up in the hospital with postpartum preeclampsia and had an extended stay in the hospital. But church, let me just tell you, I am so proud of you because this is where you step up. You, the people of God, you saw a need and you swung into action from organizing meals to helping pay their rent, purchasing groceries, providing respite. You were an answer to their prayers. And Marquise and Caitlin want to share the impact with you. This is their story. My name is Marquise. This is my wife. Caitlin. And we have three beautiful kids, uh, Zoe, Zane, and Tobias. My dad is a preacher. He likes to, hug. likes to hug, likes to appreciate people, talk to people for a long time. My mom also, I would call her the prayer warrior. But with COVID, you have to kind of give your distance. And I guess for them, they didn't see it as that importance at the time. I remember my sister calling me two weeks before Easter saying, dad's not feeling well. And I FaceTimed my dad and I saw his face look white as a ghost. I'm like, dad, you look sick. He's like, no, I'm like, dad, go to the hospital, okay, fine. And he tested positive for COVID. Uh, he was he was having trouble breathing. They had to put him on a respirator. Try to reach my dad for two weeks while he was in the hospital. I guess because the whole COVID thing, couldn't reach him. I finally reached him that Friday morning, and he was like, um, "I hope you're praying for me." I'm like, "Yeah, dad, I'm praying for you." That was last time I heard from my dad because on on April 12th, Easter, my dad passed away. For me, it was just a it was just a shock. Then I also worried about my mother because we believe that she got COVID too. When my dad's funeral came, well, it was time to do a funeral. It's actually a burial ceremony because of COVID. We only got had five members of the family. That was it. And do a ceremony burial. You can't even actually have a funeral week. I went to step upstairs to see you quick. Say, hi, mom. She couldn't even, first didn't recognize me. I'm like, mom, it's your son. And she's just like trying to talk, but she couldn't talk. Just to see that was just, oh, it, was, it was difficult. Very difficult just to see my 
mom and I stay. I mean, I've seen my mom sick, but seeing her this bad, after knowing she just lost her husband too, it was so hard for me to see my mom that way. Cause she didn't want to die in the hospital like my dad, but she actually wanted to have her family around her. And then uh, two and a half weeks later, we FaceTimed her and said, Mom, we loved you. She really couldn't talk, but we said, we, we're gonna miss you. It's okay to go, go be with dad. We know you're trying to hold on for us, but we got this, we're grown now. We're not kids anymore, so we'll, we'll survive. May 1st, we got the call from my sister saying mom passed away. I just broke down crying. Both my parents are gone. Seeing this, how COVID just wiped out my parents, it was just, it was just devastating. Like I just, my state of mind, I couldn't work. Like I wasn't correct, but I hope I live up to their, you know, their standards. 2020 has been full of a lot of heartache, but also full of a lot of hope because Liquid embraced us. We also joined the grief share group that Liquid was holding. And so being able to meet with this group of other people going through the same thing every week was really helpful for both of us. He was affected by COVID and that affected his ability to go to work. So financially, we were kind of in a little bit of a bind. And so Liquid actually helped pay for part of our rent one month and that was a huge, huge blessing to our family. One family brought us groceries twice, and then throughout that meal train, there was another family that brought us groceries with the meal train, food that mm -hmm. they offered to bring. They've really been instrumental in helping us to feel God's presence through all the hard times. We were just very well cared for. They've stepped in so much for us, like not just financially, but emotionally, spiritually. I feel like Jesus filled in the gaps. And what I mean by that is that he's saying like, Yes, you can go through heartache, but I got you at the end. Well, we are so grateful for God and, and Liquid because God actually picked a great church for us. Liquid Church has stepped above and beyond what we expected. We just thought we were just going to first service when it's more than a service, we became a family. Church, we just celebrated Thanksgiving this week, and you know who I was thanking God for? You. Each of you. I thank God for the way Jesus used your generosity to come around the Sherry family in their moment of need and just love on them and bless them. Your generosity allowed our church to help with their rent, to purchase groceries, and just love on a struggling family in a season of loss. But you know what? We realize it's not over. You guys know this. I mean, the COVID pandemic is still taking a toll. There's a second spike. And it's particularly hard on at-risk families and children. And so this Christmas... We have a vision to hold a Jubilee for Jersey, okay? Through our 2020 Christmas offering, we are trusting God to provide $500,000 by December 31st so we can help thousands of families like the Sherry's who need our help this Christmas. If you are at our physical locations, we gave you a red envelope and you can pull out of it the Christmas offering brochure. And if you're joining us at Church Online, you can just actually download the brochure directly at liquidchurch.com. You can see everything that we want to provide this year, critical care for families who are hard hit in this crisis through benevolence, counseling, and paying off medical debt. See, that's how we were able to help Marquise and Caitlin earlier this spring, actually from our benevolence fund. Um, many liquid families, you guys know this, have lost jobs, they've been furloughed or had income disruptions. And with our benevolence fund this year, we're going to be able to respond to emergency requests for assistance. So that may be buying groceries for a family in need or paying an electric bill or covering emergency expenses. We'll also be able to provide counseling. COVID has left too many people isolated. 
In our pastors, we are seeing record levels of extreme anxiety, depression, grief. And so we want to come alongside low-income families in need of counseling so they can receive the support they need to heal, recover, and thrive in 2021. And then finally, we have a vision to hold a Jersey Jubilee, and check this out, cancel, I'm hoping what will be millions, of dollars of medical debt for New Jersey families who are being crushed under the weight of unpaid debt. See, for a lot of families, that was exacerbated by COVID. And this, guys, this vision was directly inspired by God's Jubilee vision right here in Leviticus 25. Because God canceled the debts during Jubilee year, families were able to start the next year with a clean slate, fresh start. So our team started dreaming. We're like, hey, what would that look like in 2021? Because, man, we want to put 2020 behind us. But what would it be like post-COVID for a fresh start? You know what we learned? About half of all debt collection in America is unpaid medical bills. Hey, you know, if you've ever had a medical emergency where you wound up in the hospital for a week or more, you know how quickly just adds up. And when you combine that kind of crisis with job loss or furlough, or you don't have insurance, it can sink a family financially. And so what we learned is kind of crazy. Um, do you know this? Two out of every three bankruptcies in America is tied to medical debt. It's literally suffocating families, particularly those who are at or below the poverty line because they can't pay it back. And what's worse is that unpaid medical debt ruins your credit rating, right? You can't rent an apartment. You can't a car. Collections agencies, they, they call you. They start sending threatening letters. Did you know they'll even call your family and friends in hopes of embarrassing you and hounding them to pay? So I want you to imagine that you're a family like the Sherry's this Christmas. Maybe COVID decimated your family. You have kids with special needs. You had a medical emergency and unpaid hospital bills. And now you have an income disruption. It's almost impossible to recover from that. Well, church, we are going to inject some fresh hope for families in need this Christmas. I'm excited to announce that we have developed a partnership with an amazing organization called RIP Medical Debt. Rest in peace, medical debt. It's a New York-based nonprofit. It's a 501c3. And RIP Medical Debt basically buys large bundles of medical debt that is crushing families who have no way of paying it back, and they cancel their debt. Sound too good to be true? Let me explain. Here's how it works. If a family is at or below the poverty line, collection agencies know they're not going to get it, so they're willing to sell that debt for pennies on the dollar. Literally one penny for each dollar. So that means one dollar can buy $100 of medical debt. $100 can buy $10,000. Do the math. If Liquid donates $10,000 to RIP medical debt, our church can wipe out $1 million of debt for hurting families. And I'll just admit, at first, I, I was like, this, this sounds too good to be true, right? Like, is this a scam? <laughs> but RIP medical debt has GuideStar's platinum seal of transparency for nonprofits. It's the highest level of accountability. I would encourage you to visit ripmedicaldebt.org. And you'll see they've worked with hundreds of churches to forgive millions of dollars of medical debt in their communities. In fact, one church in Texas made national news because they donated $100,000 on Easter and it resulted in $10.5 million of medical debt being canceled for 4,000 families in their community. So here's our vision, Liquid Church. We are going to donate part of this year's Christmas offering to RIP Medical Debt and completely wipe out the debt of, I hope, thousands of low-income New Jersey families. Can we hear it for that? We're really excited. Guys, we've actually, this is so cool, we have made plans to cancel the unpaid medical debt 
of families in every single county where Liquid has a campus. Praise God, make some noise for that. It's gonna be amazing. Now, the names of families are anonymous, obviously, to protect their privacy, and we don't get to pick the people who receive it. RIP medical debt, they just target households whose incomes are less than twice the poverty level. But here's the fun part. In January, every family whose debt is forgiven receives a letter, and they open that letter, and it says, guess what? Your debt is paid in full. Love, Liquid Church. Amen? In Jesus' name, that means in January, hundreds of families are going to get an envelope in the mail just like this. They're going to be like, oh, more bills being collected. And they open it up. Surprise, your debt is paid in full. Do you know what that feels like, guys, to struggling families? It's a game changer. It's a godsend. Listen to the testimony of, of SP. It's a, a man. He said this. He said, I am a single parent raising my son with special needs. Life has hit us with some hard blows, mentally, spiritually, financially. Opening your letter to find that my medical debt has been paid in full, I will never forget. You have truly blessed our lives with your generosity, compassion, and love. Amen? Guys, this is when a church at its best. I mean, think about this. As Christ followers, we believe in the grace, the loving favor, lavish of God. You don't earn it. You don't deserve it. And we look out and we see our community and we say, you know what? They're suffering under the burden of both financial and spiritual debt. And because we take God at his word, we actually believe the Bible. In the Old Testament, every 50 years, God said, I declare a jubilee, a year of liberation, debts canceled, slaves released. And on that same day, everyone's sins were forgiven too. Israel's spiritual debts to God were paid off. Now that's the Old Testament. Watch this, put your finger in there and fast forward to the opening pages of the New Testament. And this poor carpenter from Nazareth named Jesus sits down in his town's synagogue. This was his first sermon. He was handed the scroll to teach a short section of scripture. Do you know what passage Jesus picked to read? An Old Testament prophecy about the day of Jubilee. It's a day of canceling debts. And Jesus read these words from the scroll of the prophet Isaiah. He said, the spirit of the Lord is on me. Because he has anointed me to proclaim what, church? Say it out loud. Good news to the poor. He has sent me to proclaim what, church? Freedom for the prisoners and recovery of sight for the blind. To set the oppressed free and to proclaim the year of the Lord's favor. What's the year of the Lord's favor? It's the year of Jubilee. Jesus said, I'm here, man. Jesus, I'm the Jubilee. Good news for the poor, freedom for the prisoners. The year of God's grace has come and people couldn't believe it. You know what Jesus said to them? He said, today, this scripture is fulfilled in your hearing. In other words, in his very first sermon, Jesus was declaring, I have come to pay the debt of every man and woman by dying on the cross. And I'm gonna set them free from slavery to sin by being raised back to life. In other words, Jesus is our Jubilee church, amen? He's the one who came to pay your debt, not just financial, your spiritual debt to God. He laid his life down on that cross. He says, and anyone who believes me, I'm gonna wipe their slate clean. I'm gonna give them a fresh start. Did you know that, guys? Jesus wrote you a letter. It's a letter like this, and it's written in his blood. And when you get to heaven and God says, why should I let you in? You say, I didn't earn it. I couldn't deserve it. But I can tell you this, Jesus paid my debt in full. Amen? Jesus is your jubilee. Have you opened your letter? Because it's liberating, guys. Listen to me. Why, do, why are Christians the most generous people in the world? Because when the weight of your guilt 
is washed away by God's grace, it's cause for jubilation, amen, for rejoicing. It's like you've been set free, man. My debt to God was nailed to the cross. And Jesus says, now I am sending you to love others and set them free in my name. So I want you to imagine in January, you know, when hundreds, maybe thousands of families across New Jersey, they get their mail and they open this letter and learn that a bunch of crazy Christians from Liquid Church paid off their medical debt. No taxes, no penalties, their credit report wiped clean. What do you think they'll think? They'll probably say, I don't believe it. And once they call and find out it's been paid in full, they're going to say, well, I, I don't deserve this. And you know what we'd say in response? Neither do we. <laughs> None of us deserve to have Jesus pay our spiritual debt. None of us deserve to be set free at the cost of the life of Jesus. But he did it anyway out of love. And as a result, what happens? Oh, man. Now, as a follower filled with Christ, I get to sacrificially love others. I can give generously set others free from debt, whether it's financial or spiritual. See, guys, at Liquid, we're holistic in our faith. We are burdened for the poor, people who are materially in poverty, but we're also burdened for the poor in spirit. We hurt for people who are shouldering financial debts, but also those shouldering a spiritual debt of guilt. We want to care for the sick, but we also want to care for those who are sick with sin. And so we hope this Christmas is a small jubilee for all of New Jersey. Amen? So if anyone asks, why are, you, why are we doing this, man? The answer is simple, man. Jesus did it for me. And now he's freed you to do it for others. Amen? Guys, should this not be the greatest news, the good news of every Christian, man? My debt is paid in full. What do you say, church? Make some noise if you want to have a jubilee for Jersey this Christmas. We're excited, man. Praise God. It's going to be amazing. And here's how you can help. So here's what I'm doing, guys. I just want to invite you to partner with us. Be a part of the Christmas offering between now and December 31st. I just want you to pray. I'm not asking you to give right now. I just want you to pray about giving to the Christmas offering. And just ask God, how do you want my family to help? I mean, maybe God's blessed you this year. You know, in the middle of this pandemic, maybe you're like, we haven't been hurting. In fact, maybe you have a surplus in your storehouse. Let me invite you to partner with us. Give generously this season. Understand, I don't ask for money. I just simply ask you to pray and then just obey whatever God tells you. See, at Liquid, we trust the Holy Spirit and we trust you. The only thing I'd ask is that you give your gift by December 31st because we want to end the year strong and we want to be able to help those hurting families first thing in the new year. Now, I want to be clear about this. It is a special offering. That means it's above and beyond your regular giving. And I'm all in, okay? My wife, Colleen, and I, we always give above and beyond our regular tithe to the Christmas offering because we know it's going to help the poorest of the poor. And all gifts are 100% tax deductible. So you can give online or liquidchurch.com or the mobile app, whatever you give, that's fine. But I want you to pray about it. And before we close, I also have a special guest who wants to share one more way you can be part of the vision. If you look at the back of our Christmas offering brochure, do you see this? Isn't this awesome? Look at this. You'll see we are planning an outdoors winter wonderland outreach this December for our neighbors in need. And tell you about it, I want to invite Kristen Hosen, our Director of Outreach. Can we hear it for Kristen and her team? Come on, girl. Socially distanced fist bump. Boom, awesome. 
Kristen, tell us who are the honored guests this year. Absolutely. Our Winter Wonderland will serve two groups, vulnerable families struggling due to the impact of COVID-19, including those in transitional housing trying to get back on their feet, as well as local families facing income disruption and food insecurity. Our goal is to show them the love of Jesus by giving free toys and gifts to their families for Christmas, no strings attached. Free toys, Legos, Barbies, I'm in. When is the outreach? We've strategically selected th uh, a, a, three, locations, three yeah. locations, North, Central, and South for our winter wonderland. They're gonna be Fridays, December 4th in Parsippany, December 11th in Mountainside, and December 18th in Ocean Grove. Now, I heard this is an experience. Like, there, it's gonna be outdoors, people are gonna walk through this. Oh, yes. What will guests experience? Our guests will walk through our Christmas village and be transported to the North Pole. The visit starts at our live Christmas windows where children will wonder at the toys they see, Legos, Baby Yoda, and more. Meanwhile, parents will choose which toys they'd like for their children. Liquid Elves will prepare those as those orders while families visit reindeer stations with fun activities, games, and sweet treats along with family photos. The visit will end at the trip to see Santa where parents will receive their hand-picked gifts wrapped and ready to put under the tree, plus a grocery card for the family. That is awesome. How can folks help? Because I know some people are going to want to serve. Oh yeah. Sign up to serve at liquidchurch.com slash winterwonderland. We have shifts, gift wrapping, welcoming gifts, and serving as elves. Elves. Riding reindeer. Let's do it. All right. <laughs> and we're taking COVID safety precautions, correct? Absolutely. So I just want you to know that if you want to volunteer, we're going to have all these precautions and make sure we take special care of our guests. Can we thank Kristen and her team? Give her a hand. You guys did an amazing job. We're excited, guys. That's the vision. A jubilee for Jersey, guys. This year's Christmas offering, thousands of gifts and grocery cards for at-risk children and families. And so I just want you to pray about it because your generosity, you're going to help struggling families feel the love of Jesus and the joy of jubilee this Christmas. Does that sound fun? Jubilee for Jersey, guys. Now, I want to close by, um, by receiving our offering, okay? Now, this isn't the Christmas offering. This vision, God, I just want you to take this home and pray about it. You spend the next couple of weeks praying about this with, if you're married, with your spouse, talk about it with your kids and just ask God, hey, can you just tell us how you want our family to participate and give by December 31st? But right now, I want to invite you to share your normal tithes and offerings. That's what allows us to do what we do as a church. Tithes are just the way that we give back to God a portion of what he's done and given us through Jesus. And so an offering is above and beyond your normal giving. And I just want to remind you, as you give every week faithfully, you can do that liquidchurch.com slash give or through our mobile app or if you're old school, maybe you like to write a check, you can drop it in a prepaid offering envelope, drop it in the mail, the giving kiosk in the lobby. Whatever you give, man, however you give, I thank you and I just want to encourage you, give with joy, with jubilation, amen? Because Jesus has set you free. Church, let's pray and commit our offering to Christ. Jesus, nothing we could do could ever pay you back for what you've done for us. Thank you for giving your life on the cross. We can't pay you back, but Jesus, we can pay it forward. And I pray that you will unleash a river of generosity flowing through our church, a flood of hope, of love and compassion that will let families know they're not alone this Christmas. That Father, you have wiped our debts clean. And Father, I pray for the families who receive out of this Christmas offering. Encourage them, let them know you are with them, that you are for them, and we love them. Father, we ask all the glory for the outreach and everything that goes on, that it would magnify the name of Jesus alone, for he is our jubilee. In Jesus' name, everybody said together, amen. 
Thank you for joining us today. If you want to check out Liquid Church for a weekend service, small group, outreach, or clean water trip, you can find out more about us online at liquidchurch.com. And if you enjoyed the podcast, go ahead and subscribe or share it with your friends. Thanks again for listening.